time for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio trolling. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. The Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The Pulse, the Pulse. starts now. Hello, and welcome to the 10th edition of the Search Pulse. Today is Tuesday, November 28th. My name is Barry Schwartz. I run the Search Engine Roundtable, and I go under the name of Rusty Brick. Um, like always, I have Ben Pfeiffer, the senior editor of the Search Engine Roundtable. He also goes under Phoenix from RankSmart.com. Chris Boggs is with us also. He's the associate editor of the Search Engine Roundtable. He works in the SEO department as a search strategist at Avenue A Razorfist. So I wanted to go over the past week topics that we, uh, just, that we wrote about at the Search and Roundtable. And again, our website is at seroundtable.com. I'm posting a link right now in the, in the chat room to our past coverage. It's now live. You could go ahead and check it out, Search Pulse edition number nine. So if you missed last week's show, you could go ahead and catch the MP3 file and the, po- and the topics we discussed um, that we posted on November 22nd of last week. First, I wanted to go ahead and announce the contest winner. Uh, we ran a contest last week uh, for uh, winning a Rusty Brick Messenger laptop bag as well as some um, Search Engine Roundtable yo-yos in that bag. Um, ben, Chris, and I um, got on to chat yesterday, and we um, discussed who should be the winner. Um, and we picked one person. It was really Ben's – I think Ben was the one who – thought he was the best, and we all agreed. Um, so I think, Ben, if you want, could you, you want to go ahead and tell everybody who the winner is? Um, yes. Uh, there was a guy, Chris, who uh, posted comments about um, doing some kind of unique URL promotion where uh, people uh, would go ahead and take pictures of the URL in front of like popular monuments around like wherever they were located at. And there was a lot of cool ideas um, that we had in the comments, but just overall is kind of a you know unique kind of different spin on the idea. Um, that particular promotion sounded really kind of cool, so that people could take pictures, and whoever kind of got the most pictures um, from around various monuments would win. Right. So we're going to go ahead and run his contest. That'll be the next contest where you actually win a Rusty Brick bag with Search Engine Roundtable yo-yos. Um, I posted a link to the winning comment in the chat room. It was posted on cartoonbarry.com. Um, the I'll post. It was on November 22nd at 7:22 a.m. by a guy named Chris. Um, and we'll go ahead and uh, I'll post this information later on at the Search Engine Roundtable as well as at cartoonbarry.com. So the person knows he won or she won. I guess he won. And we'll go ahead and send out that bag. Um, yeah, and then we'll run the next contest, which I'll have more information about later. So congratulations to the winner, and we look forward to running the next contest soon. Um, this past Thursday was Thanksgiving, and we did not write anything on Thanksgiving, but I, I did write the – actually, I did write something. I don't know if I wrote something. On November 23rd, I wrote – I posted some logos um, uh, that the search engine put up. So, for example, Google has this turkey sitting in a chair. looks like eating – his own turkey, um, sitting in, I guess, watching football, and you see all the plates of food next to him, which is a pretty cute logo. In addition, Yahoo has a standard Yahoo logo with a turkey, the pumpkin, pumpkin pie, and other things. Ask went with a basket. Um, dog Pile has the funniest logos. They have a dog with, like, a Thanksgiving type of hat, 
I guess that's the hats they wore back then. And a turkey running away from running away from the dog. Pretty cute. And we had our own uh, Surgeon Roundtable Thanksgiving Day logo. Um, something standard as well. Pretty pretty standard stuff. So it was nice to see when it's nice to see um, you know the logos that are out there. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on any of the logos? Uh, I thought they were cool. Um, the Google one I was less impressed with than I usually am, but uh, it was kind of hard to really make out the G and the L like you usually can. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're cool cool things. I'm glad to see everyone getting into the holiday spirit. Yeah, and Ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like the dog pile uh, particular logo where the, the dog and the pilgrim hats chasing after the turkey. And uh, Barry, the, the search and roundtable logo was pretty good at turkey that had on there kind of looked like that turkey from the South Park episode. <laughs> it could Party have been. Turkey. I don't know. I had my designer do it, so uh, yeah, <laughs> he's pretty. He's pretty creative. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Chris, how was your Thanksgiving in general? Uh, it was great. Um, you know, I got to spend four days straight with my baby boy, which is always nice, especially between uh, a couple conferences. You know, I was away for PubCon, and I'll be away next week, and. Uh, so spending time with him is, uh, you know, the joy in my life. So uh, it was able to overcome the fact that my in-laws were there for a week. <laughs> they're, 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 they weren't that bad either. They did a lot of work around the house, so I kept them busy, and uh, everything was fun. Cool. And ben, here. Yeah, Thanksgiving was really great. I got to spend some time with the family and uh, just watched a little football and then went out to the country for a few days and hung out with some old friends. So overall, it was a really nice holiday. That's cool. Yeah, I actually... Uh, my in-laws came in, and they stayed by my sister-in-law and brother-in-law in New Jersey. So I went over there for Thanksgiving dinner. And then my goal was to get back to my parents' house in time to have a second Thanksgiving dinner, but it didn't work out. I was hoping to hopefully catch two turkeys. Unfortunately, I only got one, but, you know, can't win them all. Um, anyway, so that was really Thanksgiving for us and the search engines. And um, the forums were a little slow on that day, but yet there were still people posting um, so I, you know, that was that was you know Thanksgiving, and it was a pretty good, pretty good day overall. Um, I wanted to go ahead and let you know about that we're going to be doing next week is Surgeon Strategy Chicago. It will be in the Hilton, I think, in Chicago downtown, and we will be providing uh, uh, coverage, uh, quadruple coverage. Uh, ben won't be able to make it there, but Chris is coming as as usual. He'll be doing coverage with me and also Kim Kraus of Creative Site Forums and Rob Carey. He goes on their Evil Green Monkey who's a search and watch moderator. He also writes at uh, the search and roundtable. So we're providing pretty much uh, quadruple coverage. There'll be at least, you know, three sessions covered during most of the days per, per track. So it's going to be a very comprehensive coverage. Again, in, in advance, I want to go ahead and, you know, apologize for any grammar or spelling errors. We really try to aim for speed um, and timeliness and making sure it's very detailed, but often with that is we really post in real time. So we're writing notes, and then as soon as this co- we're done with our notes, we'll go ahead and post it live to the blog. Um, so just make sure to check the blog throughout the days next week, starting Monday, um, Chicago time, so it's one hour behind Eastern time. And we'll be posting um, conference wrap-ups. Uh, you know, Every single session that we cover will be posted as quickly as possible. Um, also, if you see any of us, I'll try to bring a bunch of yo-yos and just stop Chris or I or hopefully one of the other authors, and they'll go ahead and uh, hand you, you a yo-yo for stopping them in the hall. Uh, so, yeah, so 
here's the schedule. I'm posting in the chat room now. It's Monday, December 4th uh, through Thursday, December 7th uh, in Chicago. Again, I hope the weather is okay because last year the weather was horrible. And then we, a lot of people got stuck in Chicago for that weekend. Um, I think that's about it. I mean, Ben, I mean, I know you're probably upset a little bit about not coming, but yet, on the other hand, you, the weather is, you know, not so great. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I wish I was going. I'm going to be attending a wedding, so I can't go. But um, Chicago was a lot of fun. Um, it is really cold, and it's not. I'm not used to. So every year I get there, and one year I like forgot my jacket and and stuff. But I'm sure y'all have a good time. It seems like they're going to have some good parties this year. And I was looking forward to potentially meeting Rob um, too. So maybe we'll do that. And when I get to New York, cool. And Chris, you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm totally stoked. It's going to be a good conference. Uh, a great group of people are going to be there. I think, uh, you know, it's going to it, it's going to be a little bit different. I think it, if um, Danny hadn't re-signed for to kind of keep on for a little bit longer, this would have been really focused on it being Danny's sort of last hurrah as a major conference organizer. So now uh, there's going to be some focus, uh, you know, back on some other things, and you know, maybe some big announcements will happen from some of the portals or, uh, you know, search-related providers, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. There are some parties, I think, happening Monday night and Tuesday night, I know of at least. Um, yeah, I was having an open party, so I'll make sure to get on that list. And um, I think Google's having a closed party and some other companies are having some closed parties. Um, yeah, so that's about it in terms of the conference. Make sure to check the blog throughout the day, and we'll have some very comprehensive and detailed and quick, quick um, coverage. Again, all right, so let's go ahead and hit a commercial break, and we'll get into the topics of the week. Um, so let's hit a commercial break, and we'll speak to you soon. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse, Pulse. will be back after this short break. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Viva la revolution! Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. 
Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. Now, back to The Pulse, Pulse. only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host... Hi, and welcome back to The Search Pulse. My name is Barry Schwartz. With me again is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Boggs. In the chat room, there's some discussion about um, the, co- the coverage we're doing, and there's one question about what the bulk submit 2.0 session is about. I believe it's about um, the different sitemaps. Um, so now Google, Yahoo, and Microsoft support a sitemaps protoco- protocol. It's an XML feed where you can actually submit the... Uh, the actual co- the co- you can submit your sitemap, um, your basically a list of all your pages to Google, and they'll make sure to hopefully index those pages and submit it to Yahoo, and they'll hopefully index them. And also, Microsoft will be supporting it soon. <coughs> um, also, um, they're saying that there is a need for a foreign language optimization session. I think there have been foreign language optimization sessions in the past in at search engine strategies. So. Um, We'll see if there's one now, and hopefully I'll get somebody to cover it if, if they are having one. But usually the foreign language optimization cover, you know, sessions are done in the, in the actual non-U.S. specific um, uh, conferences. So if you look back at our coverage of SES Latino in the archive section of our of seroundtable.com, you'll see a lot of those topics that we, just, that we covered. So go ahead and take a look at that out. And you'll get some very good tips on how to optimize for those, you know, foreign languages. Um, it's very, it was a very interesting conference, the SES Latino run by Nacho Hernandez. In any event, let's move on to the first topic of the day. Um, it was about MicrosoftLive.com having some type of update. Uh, there was reports via Masterworld that Microsoft released a new update for their Windows Live Search product. And it happened pretty much over the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, uh, one of the members at Webmaster World said that for some of the terms he watches, he sees that a lot of the spam that was there in the past, like the Blogspot spam and all these types of spam, are no longer there. So maybe Microsoft improved the spam filters to remove those, remove those sites, or maybe not. But um, we do no longer see those, they saying, and it looks like there was some type of update. Um, ben, have you seen anything with that recently? Yeah, um, I've been watching some of the terms that I constantly watch uh, within Live.com, and um, there was—it seems like there was a pretty big update on like Turkey Day. Um, people are kind of confused on what's going on, and and uh, it did seem it knocked out some of the Blogspot stuff. But um, one of the cases is that MSN is having trouble kind of recognizing the same site for multiple different domain names. So if you have like a site with different um, Subdomains, and then you have a root domain. Oftentimes, you can can get concurrent listings within this on the same page. And for some of the terms I looked at, for example, like a search for pumpkin pie recipes, um, about.com had seven listings within the top 30. 
so there's you know quite a few um, you know listings that are that are in there, and then people are getting multiple listings for you know on the same site. So there, there's a lot of updates. I also saw a lot of um, you know emphasis towards .edu domains and .gov domains were kind of taking up a lot of the top ten listings. And for some searches, you could see that. Um, Almost all of the top ten were .edu sites, and it wasn't really necessarily based on like link popularity, but more or less just kind of on it seemed the domain itself and the URL and the title too. Okay, yeah, that, I mean that makes sense. Um, Subdomains are definitely seen as separate sites, so about.com's example might obviously it's a little bit too much in that sense, but yeah, it's interesting to to see how people use subdomains to get multiple listings and not indented results. A tip maybe some people should learn about for reputation management specifically. Um, Chris, your thoughts on this? Um, I have to agree with uh, Ben's comments. Actually, we definitely noticed that there's a lot less of the uh, Blogspot and Blogger stuff. Uh, I had noticed uh, on a couple searches some nice uh, new target um, potential uh, links uh, that were EDUs and .orgs too, but I, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't catch that it uh, seemed to be a trend. So thanks, Ben, for sharing that, and I'll definitely take a closer look on that side. Uh, one thing that, uh, you know, you mentioned, Ben, that it, it seemed to be a fairly major update, but as we all know right now with Live.com still kind of settling in, I think we're going to see a lot of updates between now and, and Christmas, and, and people are going to probably complain about it, but it's just a, the fact that, you know, Live.com is still essentially, I mean, even though it's not in beta, I mean, to me it's, it's almost in beta. Right. What I'm going to do is skip. Um, I had Google um, some type of update in Google where um, somebody was pointing that their spam filters were not working correctly, and what you saw was that a lot of the subdomain or or weird spam that you saw in MSN working Microsoft Search that was working in Microsoft Search in the past is now working somewhat in in uh, what's it called in Google. So we had uh, Matt Cutts came in and commented at the bottom. He said. That um, he he spoke about a specific example that Babyface gave for casino bonus, and he said that example as spammers are trying to get links from Google.com/pda, you know, etc. And we stopped allowing these types of links, but all those push button programs are still linking to those URLs. So the Google's the Google URLs aren't crawled, but yet they are forbidden by the Robux.txt. So he's explaining basically how Google's handling this problem. They're aware of it. It's not a serious issue because a lot of people who are searching for those types of keywords, um, it's not a major type of keyword that people are searching for, I guess, the casino plus bonus. Um, but it's interesting that you know they are aware of it and that they're working on it and that Microsoft had these issues and probably still has them have the issues. But in general, um, they're aware of it and they're working on it. Uh, ben, did you see anything with that? Um, yeah, I have seen some cases where they have been get indexed, and some spammers have been trying to get the URLs. I haven't seen any examples recently, um, but I do know that MSN, in regards, especially in their indexes, they're still having trouble with redirects. Um, so, I mean, that might have something to do with it. So, you know, there's obviously pro a lot of problems, and Chris made a good point about how, like, it's still in beta, and, you know, when you see these large updates kind of going back and forth, it's a good indication that they're still in beta if they're changing things around so radically if they don't like what was happening you know, a month ago, now they're going to change it again. So, yeah, there's there's still some issues to get around, but it's kind of interesting that, you know, Google's picking it up and Emerson's getting rid of it and stuff. So maybe that's a good thing for those people out there with those sites that are taking advantage of this. Right. 
Cool. All right, so let's move on to the next topic. Um, basically, uh, the big rumor out there was that when Google came out with conversion tracking for their AdWords product, and they also came out with Google Analytics, uh, which helps you track your conversions, what you saw was that um, we saw was people going and saying, oh, oh, this is Google's way to actually increase our minimum bids because they'll know how much money we're making and what our conversion rates are, and they'll be able to increase our bids unfairly. And it won't be an auction base, but it will now be based, it'll be based on how much money I'm making. So this rumor kept on going, especially when they Google updated their AdWords algorithm recently to include landing page quality and the contextual bid as well. And a lot of people kept on pushing Google, saying, hey, this is not fair. You shouldn't be using our data to go ahead and charge us more. So we had AdWords Advisor, who is basically the AdWords representative in Webmaster World, um, go in there, and, and she, she or she, I'm not sure what it is, who it is, um, said that because of persistent rumors along these lines, I'd like to clarify that information from Google's conversation, uh, conversion tracking, I'm sorry, information from Google's conversion tracking and Google Analytics is not used in the calculation of one's minimum bid, nor otherwise incorporated in the calculation of CPC. So Google, first time in writing, I think, went ahead and um, stated that they are not using conversion data or Google Analytics to determine the minimum bid price. Um, basically, that is um, something, you know, everybody knows Google's going to say that, but Google never actually came out there and wrote it, I don't think. So it's the first time we have her in an in a actual, you know, form setting saying something like this. Um, Chris, your thoughts on that? Well, this is something that ever since, um, you know, Google bought Urchin, this has been a topic, obviously, of uh, uh, conjecture, as as Google says. And uh, I, I happen to be friends with Brett Crosby, one of the big guys at Urchin, now Google, and he's consistently said that they wouldn't use it. And actually, we had uh, a team from Google Analytics come in and give us a special representation, or a special presentation to the SEO team and the paid team here at the Philadelphia Avenue A offices. And I specifically asked that question. I said, you know, what about the people that are worried about using this, uh, this information against us? And they've consistently said that they're not going to. Um, as far as this being a conspiracy theory, uh, you know, it's one of those that really does make you stop and think because uh, no matter how much they you know, pound their fists and say, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it. The, the fact remains that they do have that data, and it's probably pretty easy for them to uh, determine which keywords uh, are, are going to be converting at a higher rate and therefore should probably cost more. In the long run, if they did switch their position on that and say that they are using it, I think that it's something that advertisers would just have to deal with. Uh, I would venture to say that the ROI would still be outstanding, uh, you know, if you're paying 50 cents a click versus 5 cents a click, uh, depending, of course, on the particular product. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad that they came out and, and said something in a forum. But like I said, I don't think that this issue is going to die uh, just because of that. Right. Ben, you have the same reaction, or what do you think? Yeah, it was similar. I was watching the Webmaster World, um, you know, particular posts, um, pretty actively, and people were getting pretty uh, violently, um, you know, persistent on whether going back and forth, whether this was happening or not, and you know, it the, the post, the thread kind of raised the question that you know, Google is kind of obscure and secretive um, with some of the things. So you know, it only makes sense for webmasters to kind of ask these questions. That you know, as CPCs have gone up. Um, you know, personally, I don't believe that you know the minimum CP is is direct, directly linked to the conversion stats. 
Um, there didn't seem to be a relationship there. Um, and, and people were speculating, too, that, you know, instead of this is a widespread thing, it's more of an individual um, targeted thing where individual employees um, seem to, you know, could possibly look at this or compare different accounts from one to another and see, you know, when one's converting or another and, and raise it. But um, I don't know. I, I haven't had any, I haven't seen any experience, but some people, you know, vehemently, you know, say that, you know, they've been tracking this for years and, you know, they will not touch, you know, analytics. Uh, or conversion tracking with a 10-foot pole just because they've seen it happen and, and stuff, you know, prices go up. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that maybe Google will kind of explain a little bit this more more of it because uh, people are getting pretty frustrated with it, and I completely understand. So maybe they'll go beyond besides posting just two lines of text saying that we don't do it and saying, okay, this is why we don't do it. Yeah, and I mean in the uh in the chat room, I mean it's a very small sample, but there's a couple people in there engaged in Merrifield that are saying, Yeah, right, you know, Google's a bunch of liars, uh corporate BS, there's no way for third parties to prove this, so of course they'll say that they wouldn't. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's still a, a pretty decent uh percentage of the search engine marketing community or skeptics out there that would think that they are using it or will use it eventually. Okay, that sounds great. Um, okay, so let's talk about one more topic, and then we'll go into commercial break. Um, the next topic, I'm sure you guys heard of something called Search Engine Land. Um, we, uh, Danny is starting a new site called Search Engine Land, moving from Search Engine Watch. He's no longer be involved in Search Engine Watch after, I guess, it's two days from now. This is the last day he's going to be writing a Search Engine Watch, including the forums he's not going to be participating in or moderating at or administrating at. Uh, he will still be involved in surgeon strategies for the next, um, I guess, year or so. And with Search Engine Watch, so all the people who write at Search Engine Watch are pretty much moving over, besides for Elizabeth, who pretty much is the Search Engine Watch forums editor. She manages the forums. She doesn't really post much to Search Engine Watch blog or the main site. So Chris and I, along with Danny, um, has, have announced that we're going to go ahead and move over to Search Engine Land. Um, in addition, um, all the editors, including let me just find the post. Uh, it's uh, let me let me pull it up. I'm sorry. Um, it's Jen Sense, Jennifer Flag. I'm just scrolling down so I can get the actual post. Um, Search engine land. Sorry for the Greg Sterling. Do it by heart right now. Um, Phil Bradley. Uh, who else do we have? It's not loading too quickly. There it goes. Okay, so fine. Let's do this again. Okay, Chris and I, um, of course, Danny, Phil Bradley, Bill Swaski, by SEO by SEO by the Sea, Jennifer Slegg, Jen Star, Jen Sense, uh, Brian Smith, uh, uh, ComparisonShopping.com, and Greg Sterling, um, GregSterling.com. They will all be moving over from Search Engine Watch to Search Engine Land. So that leaves Search Engine Watch with, I think, right now zero writers for them. Um, it's kind of a pickle for them. I, I'm not really sure what they're going to do. It's happening in two days from now. Um, so, so you know, um, Chris Sherman still has, is under contract until the end of the year, but he will be moving over at the end of the year, January something. Formerly, Search Engine Land will be opening up December 11th, and I hope we'll post some things between November 30th and December 11th at Search Engine Land. We'll see about that. No promises on that yet. Um, I have a post on that, the reaction from the community, et cetera, et cetera. I'm too close to this, so I think I'll let Ben talk a little bit more about this, and if he has questions or anything, just, you know, feel free. 
Yeah, Berg, I think some people are wondering, and I know I read some posts around the Internet, um, is Danny and the rest of y'all crew, are y'all going to stay at the forums? I know it seems, I think Chris mentioned something in the mod thread that they were hanging up their moderator's hat and moving over to Search Engine Land completely 100%. Yeah, um, and then, so... You know, related to that, too, do you know what... Um, going to happen at Search Engine Watch? Um, who's going to replace Danny, or who's going to take the place of all of that? Okay, right now, let's start with the forums. I don't think any of the forum moderators or anything are leaving besides for Danny. I assume Chris will leave as well. I, I haven't. I, I think I'll just stay a mod there. I don't think it makes a difference if I am. Um, I don't think any of the writers at Search Engine Watch blog will be continuing writing at Search Engine Watch, so they will not be writing at Search Engine Watch and, and at the same time writing at Search Engine Land. It's going to be either Search Engine Watch or Search Engine Land, and they all decided to move over to Search Engine Land. Um, in addition, um, Danny will not be um, participating in Search Engine Watch forums anymore. That's I think he made a post about that. Um, what else the questions are? I see a question here from... Uh, will Search Engine Land be doing a forum? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I suspect so. I just don't know for sure. I think right now they're going to start off with a blog, and possibly, who knows, maybe they'll add a forum later on. But right now I don't think the forum will be live on December 11th, but I could be wrong. Um, see if anybody else has any questions here. Is there any, um, did, did Incisive have any um, plans for what they're going to do with Search Engine Watch after all this? Because it doesn't seem to be heard anything from them after all these decisions? I don't think anything has been publicly announced yet. Um, I really don't know. I really don't know um, what they're going to do. I feel horrible that they're in this position, but I'm pretty sure some people at, at Incisive and Search Engine Watch knew. They obviously knew about Danny. Um, Chris informed them they, in, about this. I was under no contract at all, um, and I was a month-to-month -month basis, and I just you know, obviously it doesn't make sense for... I enjoy working with Danny, so it's not... And I don't want to go ahead and try to fill Danny's shoes. And they haven't contacted me once about it, so I assume they didn't want me, so I went ahead and moved over with Danny. And I wouldn't want... I would not want to have wanted to replace Danny because there's nobody who... I mean, anybody who I think wants to try to replace Danny who's so tightly knitted in the actual SEO community, I'm just afraid if I tried doing that, people would hate me. So I wouldn't want to go ahead and do something like that. Just because, you know... I, you know, it's just too much of a responsibility to to do that, and plus, I, it's just so much loyalty towards Danny, and I don't, I wouldn't want to step on anybody or make anybody feel that I think I'm at Danny's level because obviously there's no way that I am, or pretty much, I don't think anybody is really. Um, Chris, I mean, do you have anything else to add on that? Uh, yeah, first of all, um, you know, I think it's um, it, it was really cool. Danny came in and uh, and and told the mods that he was sorry he was leaving and everything like that. And obviously, that's between him and the mods. But uh, I just wanted everyone to know that he was very, you know, professional about that. And uh, um, I know that Elizabeth is going to stay on. Uh, whether or not she's going to move into a role on the blog, that's something that's probably uh, kind of under wraps. Uh, but I would hope so. She's very talented. Uh, uh, editor over at the forum, so I think that she could probably do a great job at the blog. Uh, there's a comment about, you know, filling Danny's shoes uh, and that no one can do that. That's, of course, true, but as I mentioned, I think it's, you know, it's going to be, uh, hopefully people can try to help fill the void. Uh, there's people that are going to uh, still want that forum community that's developed over, over the years at Search Engine Watch. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've often said that I owe a whole lot of my networking um, you know my current network 
to both Danny and Elizabeth. So I certainly will stay uh, very active as a moderator at the Search Engine Watch forums, and and um, you know we'll see what uh, what else happens. I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's great for you guys, Barry, um, and I think that you and and Chris and and Danny and uh, the rest of the crew will probably provide some outstanding coverage and and maybe uh, who knows. Uh, Come up with something new <laughs> to uh, to kind of fill the the void that's that's being left by Danny leading, leaving Search Engine Watch. So I think that it's an exciting time, but I think that uh, there's room in the world for more forums and more blogs about search engines and search engine marketing. And there's enough professionals out there. There's some great moderators at Search Engine Watch that can uh, step in and, and fill some holes. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have no plans on leaving Search Engine Watch forums. I still like the community. I still want to cover it, especially at Search Engine Roundtable, where we do a lot of coverage of it. Um, it's just going to be very interesting what's going to happen in the next two days. Chris, it sounds like you know something that I don't know. I mean, you have anything to want to give us an exclusive on or no? No, I don't really know anything. Who knows? Maybe uh, on our live show next week we can uh, make some announcements. We'll see. Hmm. Okay. Hey, by the way, I remember, Barry, um, I took you to dinner the night before Danny's announcement at, uh, at PubCon, and, uh, you know, you were trying to give a little bit of a hint, but you were keeping your cards closed, so I'm sure there's plenty of other people that are keeping their cards closed. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's that. Um, I think we're going to go into a commercial break right now, and um, we'll get back into major topics. So let's hit a commercial break. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Best of the web. The Internet's oldest directory. EOTW.org since 1994. Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the best of the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions 25 percent recurring commission on all products and services bloggers make sure to check out the botw blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web it's all about links baby content is king but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major fortune 500 companies textlinkads.com is your source for securing relevant links Baby, textlinkads.com. Now, back to 
The Pulse. Pulse. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to The Search Pulse. This is Barry Schwartz, and with me again is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Box. Um, the next topic I wanted to discuss after our lively debate about Search Engine Watch and Search Engine Land is about what to expect when you move from an old domain name to a new domain name in terms of the traffic you're going to be losing or gaining from from Google. Um, there's a lot of discussion at Webmaster World Forums about this topic, and there were a lot of good tips about it. Um, I don't, Ben, I mean, do you have any experience with moving from old to new domains? Same site? Um, yeah, I do. I've done it. We've done it for clients, and I've done it on my own sites and such. And um, usually, what you experience is kind of a drop in traffic, and it can be it can vary actually depending upon the way you do it, from like a couple months to you know out six months to a year. Um, I it was looking at some of the forums, and I think Big Dave and yeah, Barry, you posted um, some of his quotes. But you know, he said the absolute best case is that Google takes your current results out of the index. And the new pages go into index at the same time, and then Google will eventually credit your 301s within a month, and then it takes another month to recalculate everything. So it, a lot of times it um, just depends on you know what you do to do it to, to change the site. And I know some people have had success doing kind of a 302 to redirect. Now that can raise issues in terms of you know duplicate content or stuff. But at the same time, um, you can still be getting traffic from those old URLs. Um, that are ranking in Google. So, you know, how you move from the domains kind of depends sometimes upon your ranking. And if you don't really have any rankings, then moving is really not an issue. But if you do, then you should kind of take it lightly and definitely uh, take it slowly. And you want to do it as fast as you possibly can. Cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm always scared about moving from an old to new domain name uh, just because of all the issues I might ha- might have with it. It would be sweet to have something in sitemaps, which you could actually tell Google, all right, we have X amount of domain names. These are domain names, and I want this one to be the main one. And then one day, you know, I want to switch that domain name to be a different one. A way to actually go ahead and use Google sitemaps or Yahoo Site Explorer to tell them about this, and have, and that would hopefully have a, a like a less of an impact on your search traffic. Um, Chris, I mean, how do the guys at Avenue A handle such things? Well, it's funny. Uh, this brings up a couple things. I mean, you guys have pretty much covered the uh, moving from an old to a new domain. Uh, an interesting that w- thing that we've seen in the past is uh, ha- having clients that old that that own older domains that haven't used them and have tried stuff with some new domains that really didn't get much traction or whatever. That we moved over to one of their old domains, which uh, due to had having been fairly consistent in the type of content on there, it did seem to, in, in, in a way, in some cases, actually boost the traffic. So that's something to consider also is to maybe, uh, if you're having problems with a new domain and you old and own an old one that you haven't worked on in a while or for some reason haven't chosen to use and, and may have built up some credit for, for being around for a while, that, that could be something to consider. Another thing, uh, we got a new engineer here, Brian Cosgrove, who uh, was relating to me the story of a, a website where they had to change their domain uh, because the, their domain name included uh, the name of a popular uh, uh, type of vehicle. And uh, Ford came down on them and said, hey, you can't have this domain. So they said, okay, and they switched to another domain. Now, Ford owns a domain, and and they're allowing people to uh, these people to host the 301s uh, to the new domains. 
But uh, one fear that they have is, let's say, six months down the line or whatever, you know, Ford just drops the domain or just keeps it parked without any 301s. What's going to happen then? Uh, and this is a question that uh, maybe I don't know if you guys have had any experience with, but and it's a sort of a, probably a pretty basic question. I don't want to sound stupid, but after um, Google has uh, noticed a 301 permanent redirect, I would hope that in their system they, you know, log that, and now they know that the new site is actually, you know, domain number two dot com, and that if in the future that initial uh, site that had the 301 redirects is dropped or whatever, that couldn't uh, possibly hurt them. Have you guys had any experience like that, or do you think that's a uh, a possibility? Um, I know when I've, you know, 301 redirected old domains to domains or just to capture traffic, I've never had a problem with Google, you know, having an issue with it. And I know there was a, a post recently, um, I think I was reading on Threadwatch or something about that, about how Internet.com has all these domains and they're basically redirecting them to their main you know, internet.com and how they're getting redirected in that, you know, a lot of them rank in Google pretty highly and that there's not really an issue whatsoever as them getting, you know, taken out or anything. So, I mean, I know in my experience I really haven't had a huge problem with it. Um, Barry, you might, you know, have had some issues in the past or so. No, I mean, I don't, I mean, not that I have, nothing major, I don't think. Um, I mean, I usually just patience and you just wait it out and it works out, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean that's a, it's a, one of the big topics that was taking place. And um, if you want more information about that, just check out seroundtable.com. I post a link in the chat room to it. Uh, let's move on to the next topic, which really is a quick one. It was about um, Google Webmaster Sitemaps, their Webmaster tool, um, Webmaster Central tools called Sitemaps. Their data again um, kind of went reversed and went back to the old data. Nothing um, major in terms of your rankings or anything. It's just that. Pages in the in the reports uh, either went out of the index or came back, or there was just weird reports going on. Um, and the, also the common words report was just weird as well. So all that should have been fixed. You know, I don't think you have to worry about it. Ben or Chris, I don't know if you have anything more to add on that, but that's a pretty standard thing where Vanessa Fox went in there and told us that everything should have been fixed by now. Um, I don't. Yeah, she might have said it, but I don't see it happening. I know that, you know, I monitor some sites with in sitemaps, and I don't actually submit sitemaps, but I just monitor for the data. And I'm still seeing a lot of the same problems that a lot of these webmasters mentioned, such as uh, crawl stats, like kind of, you know, pushing over into December when, you know, we're not even in December yet, and, you know, finding a lot of old URLs or even just, you know, old historical data that they're using to kind of uh, put in the statistics portion of Google sitemaps here. Um, and I know some webmasters were complaining because they kept seeing, like, bad common words that were showing up, like casino and gambling stuff, um, you know, on their sites. And what happened, you know, within the webmaster world uh, thread was that uh, particularly Google was using old historical data from, like, two to three years ago from a site that was hosted there that was, like, a casino site. And it was, was showing up as, you know, the, the various terms that were on the page. And I know with even some, like, blogs, if you're hosting a blog, too, and you're looking at your, you know, crawl stats or even um, the page analysis, um, you know, some of the, the, the words that pick up in the comments, even though they're no followed, will show up um, is what Google sees as your content. So you've got to watch out for that. And silly, I don't think it's, a, it's an issue for your rankings or anything, but, you know, some of that will happen. And, and so I still see some of this stuff, and she might have said it, but 
you know, I don't really believe believe it yet until it actually shows within, you know, the back end that I'm looking at. Right. Okay. So, I mean, these things tend to fix themselves over time. Um, it's a great tool in general. It's just obviously any new tool has their bugs and needs to be worked out and have their kinks. Um, Chris, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, one thing, uh, you know, you guys covered it pretty much, but I'm wondering if this could at all have anything to do, and I could be way off base, but with this uh, new uh, sitemaps protocol and maybe Google shifted some stuff around to be able to, you know, give Yahoo and, and, uh, and MSN more access or visibility into the product, or I don't know. It just seems weird that the timing, uh, right as they're, uh, you know, came out with this new sitemaps protocol. No, it actually happens all the time, so it's not, I don't think, it's just it's just bugs that generally have, it happened before, it happened after, mm. uh, happened early on, it's just something that happens, I guess, with software in general. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a major deal, it will be fixed and stuff, but speaking of things like Google's testing and bugs and stuff is that a lot of people have been noticing what, what we're calling map quick links in the search results. So if you do a search on anything, I don't know, uh, any example, it doesn't come up unless you're in that data center or you have that cookie set on you, where you actually go ahead and do a search on something and up comes a little quick link, a dynamic like quick link to a map. So you, it has like this little plus sign under the search result, and then you click on it, it opens up a map with you know, directions and stuff like that. It's pretty useful. I, I did a search um, the other day for, I'm trying to think, I, yeah, I searched on Palms, Las Vegas, New Nevada, and up came the Palms Hotel result. And under that came a quick link to the Google Maps. And I actually used it. I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to go to the Palms Hotel website. I didn't have to click on Google Maps. I just, you know, clicked on that little, um, you know, dynamic layer, and it actually opened it up in the same page. And I copied and pasted that address information into what I wanted to get to. Um, I specifically wanted to geotag my Flickr photos for the stuff I, you know, p took pictures of the other week. Um, so it was very useful. And, I, and Matt Cutts confirmed that this is a test that Google's deploying, and hopefully, I, I like it. I hopefully, as long as they get, you know, they, as long as they understand the intent of the search, and mine was to get the address, and it perfectly gave me the address, um, then I think it's great. Um, you know, Chris, do you see any examples of this? Yeah, well, I was looking at the uh, seohome.co.uk um, uh, screenshot that in your uh, in your post yeah. there. Yes. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think this is awesome. I, I think uh, this is just another uh, alarm clock for anyone out there that's not using Google Local. Uh, you better get on, get on board because, uh, you know, this, and it's the same thing with Google Base. You know, if you're not in the one box and you're not in, you don't have these extra neat little um, ways to get people to your physical location in this particular instance, uh, you know, you're missing out on something. So I think, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty important. It, it, it's cool, and I look forward to it appearing Definitely. more often. Definitely, searches right. or address, or you know, searches including the word address or something like that. Right. Definitely. Um, Ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I haven't seen an example of this, so I don't really have that much experience of it. The screenshots are kind of neat, and um, I guess you know, if you're looking to do even anything just to help along with this, just put your address on your website, you know, on your homepage or whatever, and that oftentimes goes to help out a lot for some of these one-box results. But, you know, when this if they make this a permanent thing, I would look forward to it, you know, especially in searches that I do, get the address real quickly. So it's very cool. Cool. Yeah, I think it's very cool as well. Um, another thing that really isn't, re like, revolutionary or anything, but Vanessa Fox, Google, 
um, posted in a Google Groups post that using the meta description tag um, is actually beneficial to your, you know, to your site. She said, and I'll quote her, looking at your site in the search results, it appears that, and she's responding to somebody's question about um, why all her page, all this person's pages were not indexed. And in response to that, Vanessa Fox wrote, looking at your site in the search results, it appears that your pages will would be well served by meta description tags. For most queries, the generated snippet is based on where the query terms are found on the page. And in those cases, your results are fine. But for more generic queries, where the logical snippet isn't found in the text, ta- in the, text the generated snippet seems to be coming from the first bits of text on the page. In this case, boilerplate navigation that is in the same for every page. So typically, what I do is I dynamically generate um, from any content that I have in, in a CMS, I'll generate a meta description tag from the first, let's say, X hundred, X hundred words of the actual content that I wrote in the, not the header tag, not the sidebar t- navigation, but only the content that's unique to that page, and I'll automatically throw that in there. Um, so I think that was, uh, you know, something nice to find. It's not necessarily, you know, revolutionary or anything crazy. It's just something that Google, you don't see Google admitting to, saying, hey, yes, we use a meta, meta tag description for you know, for 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 stuff like that, and when you do a site command search, all the results should show instead of you know not showing all all the results based on you know duplicate content filters or whatever. Uh, Chris, you have anything thought about that? Any thoughts about that at all? Uh, once again, happy from <laughs> happy with what Google's saying. Uh, I've always used the meta description tag. Uh, I've gone away from using the meta keywords tag, as you mentioned in in your post there at, at the roundtable. Um, but uh, this is great. I mean, if you take the time to create a page title, you might as well be creating a page uh, meta description as well. It, it's it's basic SEO, and it's it's something that you should be using. And I've always said, and I will always keep saying. So it's nice when Google says, "Hey, use it." Cool, Ben. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty good. Um, and I know in like optimization work we do, we focus really heavily on the description and matching up the keywords especially and just kind of writing a really enticing description. So I know in the optimization, you know, sometimes the description is oftentimes more important than the title. And while the title is obviously very important, um, you know, algo-wide uh, for the rankings, but description definitely goes a long way into helping um, listings in the engine. So I completely agree with it, and uh, I'm glad you said something. Yeah, me too. All right, so speaking of the holidays, um, you know, it's the holiday season now. People are actually buying gifts, just, uh, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that fun stuff. And starting recently, um, I think the first present, the first present received by a Google AdSense AdWords, um, you know, advertiser and publisher was from Google on the day before um, Thanksgiving. And we have a spec which basically describes it as a digital photo frame. It's a 3.6-inch TFT digital photo frame. The resolution is 960 by 240, 16 megacolor JPEG format, MP audio is MP3, WAV files, etc. Uh, video is ASF only. Um, has you know internal memory and SD card, uh, USB 1.1 interface, and it's powered by batteries. Or you could actually plug it in via USB to your computer or via ACD DC DC power adapter. So these are the holiday gifts that people are getting from Google. Last year they gave out these little ba- you know packages like cases of like wireless mouse and like a, basically a kit for you to use your computer mobile like in mobile like a little USB hub um a USB stick 
um, and other things like um, flashlights and stuff like that where you plug it into your computer. It's pretty cool. And we actually have pictures that I posted in the chat room of it. It's pretty cool. Um, it's just like this glass-based frame, and then you have the actual digital photo in the middle, and you have controls, and it comes with a card and stuff like that. So I have a picture posted on the blog, and also Digital Point, Sean Hogan has a picture at his blog, um, seanhogan.com. We actually see uh, a picture of it and all the actual things that came with it. It's actually a pretty cool present. I hope to get one. Last year I did. Hopefully this year I will as well. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Chris, did you get anything or no? Not yet. Uh, I haven't. I'm sure that the uh, the guys over on the paid side are probably getting all those. I just did want to make one quick point, though. I noticed a little bit of a trend occurring here, Barry. About a month ago we talked about you finding some uh, some porn in Google News or uh, a topless woman or something, and now you're posting a picture of uh, of a... Another suggestive pose on the round table. It seems that you may be coming around a little bit. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, I didn't get funny. my uh, I didn't get my frame yet, so I couldn't take a picture of my own. But that was the one that was available, and I had to block out some areas. But it was, you know, pretty decent picture, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> ben, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Or yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't received one of these yet, but um, it would be cool. These look really nice. That's a it's a pretty cool gift, I guess. You know, put it in the office or at your house, um, as opposed to some USB drives, which you can pick up at Best Buy for 20 bucks now. Yeah, definitely. So definitely cool of them. Yeah, hopefully we'll all get, and the whole entire Webmaster Radio community will get some too, hopefully. Um, next topic is something that's very newsy. It uh, wasn't discussed much in the forums, but I thought it was important to note at the blog was that Google and Belgium are not getting along, or maybe they are now. Basically, what happened was Belgium publishers were very upset about how Google indexed their sites and used and put links to them from Google News. It's kind of ridiculous. You know, obviously, you have, everybody who has a site wants a uh, news site wants to be included in Google News because Google News sends a ton of traffic. So Google, so pub, Belgium publishers sue Google for copyright infringement and stuff like that because you know you can't go ahead and take snippets of content and 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 republish them on their own on Google site. And what happened was Google was sued, but Google never went to court. And then finally Google this week or last, late last week went to court and they settled with some publishers, not all of them, but they settled with some publishers over the, over the whole thing. Um, in addition, um, they, the court actually will rule sometime after this year, not, not in this year, but next year hopefully sometime, they'll rule on the whole thing about copyright infringement and stuff like that. So it should be interesting to see. There are other things going on in Norway and France about um, copyright issues as well and government regulations, so it's a pretty interesting topic in general. I think Chris might have something more to say being, you know, on that. Do you have anything else to add, Chris? Well, obviously, you know, it's a motherland topic, as you recall. Anything about Belgium I'd love to speak about, since that's where I was born. But uh, I just actually posted um, one of Danny's comments. He's had some awesome coverage of this whole story since the get-go, and and he posted on September 20th uh, an interesting detail, and I thought it was a, a funny little uh, game that Google seemed to be playing about the way that they uh, uh, sort of used the, the, the old letter of the law or the letter of the ruling idea, and actually, instead of just uh, complying by removing the links to the news sources, they actually removed every single one of the news sources from, their, from Google in, in, uh, in Belgium entirely. So... Uh, you know, there's uh, people are saying, oh, well, that was kind of uh, a little bit asinine or whatever the way they did that. But I, I think, you know, in a way, it's kind of a, a, I would give a touche to, to Google for that. 
Uh, like I said, there's been some great coverage on this whole topic by Danny. So if, if you kind of dig down from the, the post that Barry did, you'll find a bunch of other great coverage on this topic and, and learn a lot about it. I think it's going to be a, a pretty landmark uh, ruling because it really does, uh, um, it, it's going to uh, lay some foundations for the interrelation between uh, Google and other search engines and the way that they can quote and source uh, and you know that's people have known that from from the start of this case, but it's it's important to remember that this is a, a very important ruling for the future of how uh, Google and other search engines may or may not be able to uh, link to content or uh, show cached versions and so forth. Right. Okay, um, it's time to go into lightning round. We only have a few more minutes left, so let me just cover the remaining uh, I think six topics quickly. Um, I took a look at Google Sitemaps for Google News. Since we're including Google News, we have a, something called Google News Sitemaps, and we're able to go ahead and see and see um, special data such as cr um, news crawling data. So some specific types of errors include um, news specific errors include uh, title not found. And in addition, it also includes articles too short, article fragments, and no sentences found. So I have a post on that. Search Roundtable, if you are in the News Index, um, it's something you want to check out because it gives you some good data. Um, next thing is Google. We got some more about Google's quality rating evaluator people, the QWOQ. A lot of people are now finding these referral strings in their, in their web analytics. So, so from google.com slash evaluation slash search slash rating slash task edit and a task ID. So you actually, if you take a look at your referrals, you might see this come up, and that means somebody in the and the uh, quality rating team will actually be looking at your site, and you might, you know, it just might be just be interesting. Um, next thing is Yahoo made a deal with newspapers. They'll be, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? They'll be in. They'll be dealing with hot jobs and managing the jobs uh, in the newspapers of 176 newspapers, and hopefully they'll be partnering with them in search technology in the future as well. Um, the other week, last week, we reported that Microsoft MSN dude was kind of like lost in action. We couldn't, we haven't heard from him in months. And now, last week, he actually posted um, on Thanksgiving Day, so we know he is okay. There are rumors that his name is Greg H, and he was upgraded in terms of, you know, and he got a promotion, so he didn't have much time to to post. He posted once Thanksgiving Day, and I haven't heard from him since then. Finally, uh, two more topics. Uh, Microsoft B Central closes their closes down their registration to new registrants. So if you want to get an ad URL in their directory, you can no longer do that unless you have a past um, listing. You still, those listings will still remain if you have an old listing, but any new signups will not be allowed as of November 15th. Finally, Google stock passed the $500 mark. Um, I think it's down now. Um, let me just do a quick check. Yeah, right now it's at 489, but last week it passed 500, and now it's at 489. Um, a lot of to do about that, a lot of discussion in the forums about that, and that was pretty exciting for for that. All right, so that basically wraps up the 10th edition of the search engine, uh, the search pulse. Um, I hope to post a recap tomorrow afternoon after the show is archived at sceroundtable.com. If you have any comments, questions, or anything, please feel free to email me at Barry at RustyBrick.com, or comment in tomorrow's post. Again, today is Tuesday, November 28th. Next week, we hope to go live from um, from the SES show. I'll have more details at sceroundtable.com as we get closer to that. Everyone, have a great day. Night. Bye.